0: Welcome to Season 3 of The Commons, a podcast featuring researchers, innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, and community builders who are improving the human condition in your own backyard and around the globe. I'm your host, Tom Osha. If you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you do know we focus a lot on innovation districts, the spatial geographies where talent and ideas come to cluster and connect. The Association of University Research Parks is a member-driven organization, and it counts among its membership. Research parks and innovation districts across the globe who have as their anchor research universities and academic medical centers. This robust organization of several hundred districts comes together once a year in a different city around the world to exchange ideas and best practices in the industry. This year, they're in Toronto, Canada for the 2022 International Conference. They were kind enough to invite the commons to come and speak with some of their members. So our first episodes of Season 3 will be interviews with park leaders from around the world. I hope you enjoy. I am Tom Ocean. Welcome to the Commons. Again, coming to you live from the Association of University Research Parks Annual Conference today here in Toronto, Canada. This afternoon, my guest is Josh Siegel. He is the director of real estate for the Tech Park at now what is Illinois Tech. But back when Wexford began the relationship, it was the Illinois Institute of Technology, if I remember correctly.
1: That's correct. That's correct. Also IIT. IIT. IIT yeah, the so. IIT
0: Tech Park, where I think we developed a uh, Mies van der Rohe building, if I remember right, to kind of be one of of the hubs of innovation.
1: Yeah, you know, what Wexford did back in 2006 to 2008 was really instrumental to the transformation of the tech park. Uh, And so first of all, I just want to say thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure (laughs) to be with you. And it's really great to be here in Toronto at the AURP conference. Um, Wexford has really been a pioneer in life sciences and research parks around the country. And I don't know I think you've done maybe at least 15 projects around the country now.
0: Yeah, yeah. i actually up to 17
1: 17. That's incredible.
0: And IIT was one of the early ones. um, And it was interesting because it was just when the industry was kind of starting to figure out how to work with a university to create an environment that was a front door for the institution, helped it with its commercialization. So kind of talk about the importance of the Tech Park itself to what you're doing at Illinois Tech.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have a really vibrant uh, entrepreneurship and innovation ecosystem at Illinois Tech, and the Tech Park is really a core part of that. You know, I'll start with the buildings and then get into the people. The, The people are the most important, so I want to save that for last. Uh, First and foremost, the Technology Business Center, which is a 130,000 square foot, four story building. Wexford came in in 2006, bought that building, and cored through the roof and four floors to create a really beautiful atrium that is still one of the most inspiring places on campus. So, the university is an anchor tenant in that building, and that helped, I think, seal the deal um, and make it financially feasible. And uh, Kashiv Biosciences is the other tenant in that building. That te- that building is connected to the incubator, which is owned and operated by the university. It's about thirty thousand square feet rentable. We have nineteen wet labs, ten dry labs, eight offices. We're at one hundred percent occupancy, which is kind right. of a mixed blessing. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. in the incubation world. So, from a revenue standpoint, it's great. From a vibrancy standpoint, you know, we're focused very much on which companies are contributing not only um, financially to the university through rent, but to the ecosystem as a whole. Um, So one of our newer buildings on campus, which is on the north side of campus, it's not in the tech park, it's called the Ed Kaplan Family Institute for Innovation and Tech Entrepreneurship. It's a 70,000-square-foot collaborative learning building. Our institute of design is upstairs. It's two stories and the Kaplan Institute is downstairs. So the Kaplan Institute was founded in in roughly 2018. And it's really about bringing entrepreneurship into the undergraduate experience and starting innovation thinking as soon as students walk in the door. So we do interprofessional, what we call interprofessional projects courses that bring students from all disciplines together. They solve a problem over the course of one or two semesters. Or they focus on building a company. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the that that's the beginning of of where our ecosystem starts, and we have our for it's a tech commercialization office uh, that's run through our uh, VP of research, and the tech park. And so we're we're really fortunate to have both Illinois tech companies mm-hmm. and companies from across Chicagoland. When the tech park was founded, the name University Tech Park really spoke to the fact that there wasn't this type of space in Chicago at the time. Right, right. And it was really to be agnostic as to which university companies could come. Uh, so we have companies from University of Chicago. We have companies that have spun out of Northwestern. We have companies that have spun out of UIC, UIUC down yep. in Urbana-Champaign. And I, it, it, it's, it's really all about how our tech park contributes to the university ecosystem and then the rest of Chicago as a whole. And, you know, we've been really successful.
0: And you birthed, I don't know, was CleverSafe a unicorn? I know CleverSafe was a very successful It certainly like, was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, it, I, you know, uh, Chris Gladwin founded that company. Right, it right. was in uh, Michael Paul Galvin Tower, which was then IIT Tower, okay. which is a 400,000 square foot office building on our campus. Uh, Chris hired Illinois Tech computer science, computer engineering students. He built that enterprise into a $1.4 billion company that was sold to IBM. So that was one huge success story. Another more recent success story is Hazel Technologies, which is a Northwestern company. They do uh, food preservation from farm to grocery store that extends the life of produce to reduce food waste. They came to the park in 2017, started in one small lab. Grew to six thousand feet at one point because we had that much space available. Then they subsequently downsized to five thousand, okay. um, and then they just left in May of twenty two. Went to Fulton Market and, and, and signed a lease for I think fifty four thousand square feet of of office, lab, and R and D space. And you know that I think is it speaks to the team, the technology and from the tech park standpoint what we were able to provide hazel was the flexibility to grow you know we 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 let companies come in do their thing we want to keep track of how they're doing of course yep. but we 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 really focus on flexibility so that companies can can grow at their own pace and then you know hopefully commercialize and 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 graduate
0: so it's really it's really helping the entire Chicagoland innovation ecosystem, right? You, you allow them to go to scale. Many times they remain in the in, in the environment, or in in the case of Cleversafe, sell. Yeah. But then, but then Chris turned around and started another company. Many of whom his talent, he got right from Illinois Tech.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And he's also given back to the university. He's made philanthropic, very generous philanthropic contributions. He's on the university's board of trustees. Um, I don't think he's an Illinois Tech alum, interestingly. I think he went to MIT. Okay. But his commitment to Illinois Tech really runs deep.
0: Let me ask you, because knowing where you're located on the south side of Chicago, certainly an area that has suffered disinvestment Disenfranchisement. Yeah. Are there programs that the Tech Park offers for the community and, and ways of engaging um, underrepresented minorities and populations in entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, so I, th- thank you. That's a great question. I'd like to speak to the university as a whole. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a new president as of a year ago, which is still relatively recent right. in the life of a, a university. Um, his name is Raj Echambadi. He came out of Northeastern North where he ran the mm-hmm. business school, and before that, he was at. UIUC down in Urbana-Champaign, and he's a pioneer in uh, digital uh, business education. I think he helped pioneer the I- IMBA oh, okay. down at UIUC. Right. Yeah. But he's heavily focused on community, uh, community investment, not only from a financial standpoint, but from a community engagement standpoint. He speaks to very much and very passionately to Bronzeville. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, We, uh, under Raj's leadership, we started a a scholarship program um, called the Chicago Difference, and that is really focused on students who come from the south and west sides of the city, underrepresented uh, groups, and provides not only uh, a full ride in terms of tuition and room and board, but wraparound services to help ensure their success, um, bringing them in before they actually enroll in the university and pre-collegiate programming, and then carrying them through to the point where they graduate and then career services at, at the point when they're ready to enter the, the workforce. So that, that's, that's one way. Um, the Kaplan Institute is also doing a lot of programming. We do um, I- events in the building. Um, the executive director of that institute is very innovative in how she engages the community and our colleges are also, you know, very innovative. We have a lot of pre-collegiate programming, and I think that's really come up in the past couple of years, even before Raj joined, and the idea is, you know, bring students in. It can be students in elementary school, middle school, high school. Show them what a, what a STEM education means, and, you know, let them spend time in a, in a university environment to encourage them to apply to Illinois Tech, but, but, more globally, encourage them to to look at a STEM career and the college education that contributes to that career.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a brilliant approach because you know I'll often hear folks, even even in high school, say that if you don't have the imagination of a child in a STEM discipline by grade seven, they're not going to develop it. And so you've got to expose them early to the possibilities so that they'll be interested and can want to come to Illinois Tech and study those kinds of things. It, it,
1: exactly. It's it, you know it, it's starting early and the, the the university is is doing a really good job of of focusing in that direction.
0: I, I would think the other the other side of that coin as well is it demystifies what's happening. Right? So whether or not you're a fan of the Bajas movement and Mies van der Rohe, I love the building. But it isn't anything to look at from the outside. And so to kind of understand what happens in these buildings and to know that people who who share their common experience, live where they live, look like they look, have the backgrounds that, that, that children have, particularly children of color, I think helps make these kinds of careers, particularly in tech or in life sciences or in engineering, much more accessible.
1: Uh, absolutely. Yeah, get inside the building, get inside the lab, see what it, what it means to be a bench scientist in, in right. a lab environment, or you know, to be a computer engineer to to, to get into a computer lab and see and see how. AutoCAD or you know other other software platforms work.
0: So as I as I remember the campus one of the other features of the campus is the significance of the architecture. Yeah, right?
1: so yeah, absolutely. Um, Mies van der Rohe was director of the School of Architecture from I think 1938 to 1958. Okay. During that time he master planned the academic part of our campus. That part of our campus is a national Historic landmark. We have the, the highest concentration of Mies van der Roe buildings in one location anywhere in the world. So there are 19 Mies buildings. Oh, wow, okay. And many of the buildings that Mies didn't design were designed uh, or inspired by okay. his design. So Myron Goldsmith, who studied under Mies, mm-hmm. designed some of those buildings. And while there's not, you know, candidly, there's not a lot that we can do on the exterior, right, right. Yeah, I- um, we can do a lot on the interior. And that's what Wexford did in 2008. You, you're, rather 2006, you came in and you gutted a building that had been vacant for the better part of 15 years and transformed it into a state-of-the-art life sciences building. We did the same thing with the incubator. That opened in 2006. We got additional funding from the federal government, state government. We were able to do additional additional renovations and open a second section of that building in 2011. So the the incubator is a Mies building. It was built in 1944. Yeah, yeah. It has that
0: staircase. It, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. I remember yeah, the and I think,
1: I, yeah, absolutely. And uh, inside, you you wouldn't be able to tell because it's it's state of the art. But on the outside, yeah, it's um, you know the Mies architecture <laughs> is 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 great. It's it's also it is. Um, it has a certain moment in history and what i what i love about our campus and what i love about our our leadership is is their ability to engage creative architects engineers and re-envision how these buildings can be reactivated on the inside to to give new life to the campus
0: and and take those moments and continue them onward right exactly that's fascinating so final question what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given
1: the the best piece of advice I've ever been given. That's a that's a really good question and a very difficult question. Um, everything in balance. I, I worked for a gentleman who was a central banker and labor economist uh, before I came to IIT. I was at the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, and okay. this gentleman had uh, retired from Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, and he, he had a, an incredible career and. We were having lunch one one day and, and he was he was just talking about balance and, and not doing things in in extreme mm-hmm. um, whether it be uh, you know working too hard or eating too much of one thing or another. Uh, and, and I think also what I what I extrapolate from that advice is not to talk too much, is also to listen and ask questions. And the more you listen, the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you can contribute.
0: That's great advice for for anybody today in any walk of life. Probably a world where we should do a little more listening, eh? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for being here. I really, really appreciate it. It's been a tremendous conversation.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much, Tom. Great to see you.
0: I'm Tom Osha. This has been The Commons coming to you from AURP 2022 in Toronto. My guest today has been Josh Siegel. He is the director of real estate at the University Tech Park at Illinois Tech. This is Tom Osha with The Commons coming to you from AURP 2022 in Toronto. The Commons is a production of Wexford Science and Technology, LLC. Views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests. To view additional material about today's episode or guest, submit questions or story ideas, or to learn more about Wexford Science and Technology, please visit www.wexfordscitech.com forward slash insights. You can subscribe to the Commons on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm your host, Tom Osha. Thank you for listening.